Alright, welcome back to another episode of the In The Huddle Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And if you guys have noticed two things, we have not been back for quite some time. It's been about four months since our last episode. The second thing is that my voice might be a little more crisp, which means Chris, for the first time in about two and a half years, I'm back in your house right now, uh, recording right in front of you. We're back, baby. It's uh, It's been a little bit. Four months, would you say, since our last upload? Yeah, it's been since we we actually did not even uh, we did our we did our mock draft for the in real life draft back in April, and then we didn't even recap it. And since then, we've just not had an episode. It's been bad, but you know what? The NFL season's upon us, and it, we're making a promise not just to ourselves, but to you guys as well. We're back, and we're gonna make this a year long commitment now. We're we're done with school, so there's literally no excuses anymore. Yep. So. We're, we're very headstrong on uh, making an effort with this podcast. We want to actually finally grow this podcast. We're not just going to be bringing you guys. We are going to be bringing you guys, you know, daily or not daily, weekly episodes uh, like we normally do. Have we, you know, that we've done every season. But we're going to make an Instagram and a TikTok. We do technically have an Instagram already, but we're, we're going to be posting upon it, improve, improve. improve upon it. We're going to get better graphics. We're going to be posting clips finally. Um, and not just clips of the actual podcast episodes, but we're going to try to have you know rankings episodes, bold predictions, uh, that kind of stuff. A lot of stuff you see on your algorithm in terms of you know sports commentary. We want to take a crack at it. You know, maybe one of these days we'll make a YouTube channel. I don't know. We're gonna just, we're just gonna see how it goes. But this is our first real, just regular audio episode, finally back. And then from here on forth, we'll see how it goes. But uh, Chris, anything else before we get started? No, I guess we should let them know that this is going to be a fantasy episode with a lot of people's drafts happening soon, maybe already happening. We'll take you guys through some of our favorite players, how we could see the first few picks going, um, some of our favorite boom and bust players, maybe some breakout candidates, and kind of just see where the conversation goes, Sam. You know how it is. We we have a layout, and then all of a sudden we'd be talking about chicken parm <laughs> about tw- the 20-minute mark. Yeah, we usually go off on a tangent. But uh, yeah, this is a fantasy episode. Don't worry, we're going to have your full uh, uh, record predictions as well. What we're going to be trying to do each week is bring you guys at least one regular episode audio. Um, but we might make a shorter episode like this fantasy one right now, which is only going to be probably like 20 to 30 minutes. Um, but if we don't do a second episode, we'll put out clips instead, uh, along with our regular weekly episodes. So, other than that, let's get started and let's roll the intro. I'm excited to hear this intro, man. Let's go! You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. So the floor is yours. Uh, where do you want to start? So we each chose three breakout and bust candidates for fantasy football this season. Um, let's start. Let's start positive. Let's go with the breakout candidate. I'm gonna say, Chris. How about you? Sh- we each have three. So how about you show your first one before I do mine? All right, my first one, and there might be some bias behind this, is from the Green Bay Packers wide receiver. For break for breakout, Christian Watson, I absolutely love this guy. Wait, why is there bias behind it? He's on my dynasty team. Oh, okay, all right. So I was say he's not Steelers. Player. I have a 
there's some motivation behind why on that one. He's on my dynasty team right now, and you know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. He's in the Jets, so Jordan Love is there. You have the two young guys connection. Watson, he had a pretty decent year last year, but I really think that if Jordan Love can be respectful, there's and I'm not I'm not just saying this because there's bias. But I truly believe, even if I didn't have him at any stake in him, I truly believe there's potential for him to touch maybe a thousand yards this year. A guy who, um, I think a lot of people might be kind of just not brushing underneath the rug, but not talking about as highly as they should. That's really where I feel about this with him. I really like him. He's shown flashes last year, along with his counterpart Romeo Dobbs as well. I think that's a nice one-two wide receiver combo, both young. And then you have Jordan Love, who. Yeah, is he? We don't really know too much about him. I mean, he got what one true start. He's been on the bench Guess behind, the yeah, behind, and he didn't. He did not. He did not look good no, there. No. But he was behind Aaron Rodgers for all this time. So hopefully, he has learned a lot from one of the all-time greats, and we'll truly see what happens this year because this is going to be a a big year for him and that Packer team. Not a lot of expectations, but you do have some playmakers on that team. So are there going to be flashes, or is it going to be one of those things when you're going to have to? hit the the panic button and look for your quarterback in the future. So you really never know. Well, if it makes you feel any better, if you didn't take him, I was going to take him for my breakout candidate. Um, I think he's going in like the fifth or sixth round right now, which is pretty solid value if you really do believe in him. And I think it's good. You know, it's always a good imprint on a guy when he ends the season strong because Christian Watson was pretty much irrelevant uh, throughout the first half of the season. And then he had that big stretch towards the end of the season where he just had monster performance after monster performance, getting those long, deep touchdowns. So, yeah, he's got a lot of talent. This is a fresh start for him, new quarterback, like you said. And, uh, you know, there's not many mouths to feed on that offense right now. So it's going to be him. It's going to be Dobbs, like you said. And, uh, yeah, I'm also very confident in him. So with that, I'll say my first breakout candidate, also a wide receiver, also in his second season in the NFC, it's going to be Washington Commanders wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Um, and I think this ties pretty well with the current day. As of right now, it's Wednesday, August 23rd. A couple of days ago in the Commander's preseason game against the Ravens, Terry McLaurin got a turf toe injury. It looks like he may miss a couple of weeks. We're not 100% sure how severe it is at this exact moment. But either way, McLaurin there or not, Jahan Dotson, he's got the talent. Um, he showed flashes here and there last season but I don't think they gave him really a fair shot he was a rookie and their quarterbacks were in and out swapping between Wentz and Taylor Heineke um even though both those guys do like to stretch the field sometimes I think that Sam Howell will be a nice safe option um yeah the enemy now yeah Eric the enemy exactly coming from the Chiefs um but I didn't mean Sam Howell is a safe option I meant John Dotson is gonna be a safe option for Howell because he's just that talented, he knows how to sit in the zone and find the open, uh, uh, the open spot for you know the comfort blanket, so to say, for Sam Howell. And I think he's already showed that in the preseason. I know you don't want to go too much based off of the preseason, but Jahan Dotson's already looked phenomenal. So that's going to be my first breakout candidate, Chris. What is number two for breakout? Number two, I have from the dreaded Dallas Cowboys, tight end, Jake Ferguson. Dalton Schultz no longer there. This Cowboys team, you know, the offense is going to do its thing. Zeke is gone, so it's going to be a one-way street with the man, Tony Pollard, who I absolutely love. Um, and, you know, this offense the last few seasons has been, have been really good. They just can't get it done in the playoffs. No surprise there. But I think Jake Ferguson, he caught some touchdowns last year, and everyone's like, oh, 
this guy's coming alive, and now Dalton Schultz gone. He's with Houston, so they really opened it up. Now that you have Pollard, your RB one, and Ferguson as your tight end one, you bring in Brandon Cooks as well. So it's just going to mean more coverage on on Cooks, and you have the receivers you got to pay attention to because that that wide receiver room is really good. And then you're going to be forgetting about Jake Ferguson. So I'm I'm really high on this guy. I think he's a guy that you can get later in the draft, and he can potentially be a league winner. If you miss out on guys like Kelsey or Andrews or Kittle don't panic. or Waller, don't panic. If you're going to punt at tight end, I think the way to do it is just literally wait until the last round, and Ferguson's definitely going to be a guy who's there. I agree with you. I mean, Greg Dulcich from the Broncos as well. He had a decent rookie season at tight end. He had battled with some injuries, but the Broncos could only go up from where they were last year. Yeah, new I, head coach. I mean, even Dalton Schultz now on the Texans, like just came from the Cowboys. He's going to be another one of those options. So, I think either way you slice it, those late round tight ends, uh, especially a guy with Ferguson and a high octane passing offense, um, who you know, Dak Prescott, whether you like him or not, he does target the tight end quite often. And Dalton Schultz, who's a guy who was pretty much irrelevant a few years back, you know, really emerged into a top ten tight end the last couple of years. So I could definitely see Ferguson, you know, making that leap. All right. My second is going to be the running back of the Buffalo Bills' second year, James Cook, brother of Dalvin Cook, if you guys are wondering. His name's actually James Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin's middle name is James. Kind of weird, but anyways, uh, yeah, I'm picking James Cook because Devin Singletary's gone. He had 177 carries last year. That's a lot of vacant touches that James Cook is going to sweep right up this year. Um, Josh Allen has vowed not to run it as much this year. Now, are we going to believe him because he kind of says that every offseason? I'm not sure, but Sean McDermott did back it up saying he doesn't want to get his guy hurt and Josh Allen. He doesn't want to take too many more risks running the ball. So one could hope, fantasy-wise, that that leads James Cook to get a few more carries, uh, especially around the goal line. James Cook is nothing short of talent. He's been showing that all preseason. He's the talk of the camp down, uh, up there in Buffalo, so... I think he has the tools now to finally break out. And the reason why I wanted to accentuate James Cook so much is because he's not going that early in drafts. You can get James Cook as your RB3 on your bench to start the season, and you won't have to worry about him if he goes off to a slow start. But if he gets off to a fast start, and he's a good RB1 bell cow right off the bat, you just got to steal in the you know the middle round. So I, I love that pick. I, I I like that you know the last few years Buffalo and running backs really haven't been a uh, since LaShawn McCoy it really just hasn't taken off that well well you know Josh Allen that's what I'm saying he takes he's away the a lot of the rushing there. yeah shout out to LaShawn McCoy snow game exactly against the Colts uh, 2017 Jack Doyle caught a <laughs> two point conversion or a touchdown in the game to overtime uh. I actually don't know because they couldn't go for no. That was I think it was just a touchdown because they did actually kick the extra points pretty well. I remember. I remember Jack I Doyle was on my fantasy team that year. I and I remember it was. I looked at the forecast. It said a little bit of snow. I don't know what forecast <laughs> I was t- looking at because then it locked and all of a sudden, I just see f- mounds and mounds of snow on red zone and I'm like, well, shit. Imagine Derrick Henry played in that game. I mean, Lashawn McCoy's not even that big of a guy, but. Just put Derrick Henry in there. It's crazy. All right, Chris. Breakout number three before we get to the busts. Who you got? Breakout number three. If you remember last year, my offensive rookie of the year, I said Sky Moore. (laughs) And that was, and and Sam, you warned me about it, but you you weren't against it because, you know, Chiefs player. Super Bowl touchdown scorer 
hey, and sky you, more. And you did say, is. look for the guys that get hot at the end of the season, and he scored a touchdown. And I'm going to go back with him as a breakout. No more Juju. He is going into his second year. He knows the offense. Well, new offensive coordinator now. He's, 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 getting, his, he's getting used to it now. He, he's and gonna, he's, he's, he's going to be exciting coming from a Chiefs fan. I'll rant after you. But. And I'm really high on this guy because it's been the Travis Kelsey show all along. But you've had the likes of Tyree Kill, Juju, these experienced vets who have been able to help along the way. And Juju... I said last year he was going to probably have a 1,000 yards, and if it wasn't for the concussion of him missing two games, easily, easily he was going to have over a 1,000 yards last year. So I'm not saying Sky Moore is going to have a 1,000 yards, but I'm, I'm saying that he's probably going to be the lead receiver on this team, and I think he's another guy who everyone's thinking about Travis Kelsey. Don't sleep on, on second year Sky Moore. Patrick Mahomes is going to be relying on these wide receivers because he can't just toss the ball 30 times a game to Travis Kelsey, which would... I would kind of like to see that. Also, you'd probably still have a good chance of winning if <laughs> you, you just targeted Travis Kelsey, you, you even would, if he was covered. Because no one can seem to understand how to stop this guy, and it's 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 wild to watch because you know he's bound for at least six targets a game. But I'm picking Sky Moore a little bit for the bit, a little bit of truth behind that, simply because they got to rely on one of these receivers to help help out Mahomes, help out Kelsey. So why not go with the guy who's been there? Uh, he came up big in the Super Bowl. And in Sky Moore, now that they literally have a fresh wide receiver room, and it's uh, on paper it looks pretty depleted, but I think one of these guys are gonna one of these guys has to step up if this team wants to, if this team especially wants to go back to their Super Bowl, one of these guys needs to put up respectable numbers. Yeah, I mean, look, there's gonna be Kelsey, like you said, he's gonna get his targets, of course, but Juju leaves, McCole Hardman leaves. That's a lot of targets. I don't think a lot of people realize that Juju had almost 1,000 yards last year, and he missed a couple games. So there is room for Sky Moore right here. Rasheed Rice, he looks great in the preseason so far, but he's a rookie. Kadarius Toney, amazing talent. He's probably going to get in. You said rookies in Andy Reid's offense don't necessarily they start very get, slow. Yeah, yep. very slow. Exactly. So second year is what you look out for. Sky Moore is in his second year. Um, trying to think. You know, MVS, he's pretty much the same guy every year. 600 yards, a few touchdowns. Gets catches a uh, you know a couple deep ball touchdowns. That's about it. Um, Richie James is actually pretty underrated. Um, if you know we're gonna get to the Chiefs when we do the record you know predictions in our other episode, but I totally agree with Chris here on Sky Moore. He I I say he's gonna actually lead the league in receptions for wide receivers or not the league. I'm sorry, the team. Um, and I'm really excited to see what he does this year as a Chiefs fan. I mean, he just showed glimpses towards the end of the season. He had that major punt return against the Bengals, and then. Of course, the touchdown uh, in the Super Bowl. So I'm excited. All right, finally, my last breakout candidate is going to go. We're going to go to Chicago on here. And it's not Justin Fields because I'm pretty sure everyone's confident in Justin Fields at this point. It's not DJ Moore. It's going to be the running back, Khalil Herbert. And I just, this for me is just a gut. It's just a gut feeling. It, it feels like anytime he came in other than... You know, when David Montgomery was out, he just he just lit up the field. You could just tell he was a really great young talent. Talent, excuse me. And no, I'm not going to be one of those guys who's using that clip from the preseason game where he took it like 65 yards to the house. I, that's not my main reason why I'm picking Khalil Herbert, just because I saw one Instagram clip of him scoring a touchdown preseason. No. Before that clip, I was big on Khalil Herbert. The Chicago Bears, yes, Justin Fields is going to take away a few fantasy points using his legs. But do you think he really wants to use his legs that much around the red zone? No, this guy's trying to become a better passer. 
He's trying to not just be Lamar Jackson because then people are going to start making fun of him. He's not going to be a dual threat. No, he's working on his passing game. First of all, Khalil Herbert can catch screens. We already know that. And he's probably going to get more goal line touches. And David Montgomery's not there. And he's still young and very talented. So I think it's a great, perfect mix for a team that loves to run in the Chicago Bears. Um, I don't really have much else to say if you want to just get to the bust now, Chris. Yeah, I'll move on to the... uh... To the bust, and you know, if we're wrong at all, these guys don't. It's a bust for us. Don't clip us or anything because it never happened. Ah, clip us. It's fine. <laughs> all right, but you can't, starting... you can't tell me everyone who is going to clip us has never been wrong. <laughs> but um, starting off with the bust here, um, Sam, we kind of have a similar pattern with positions that we're going to be starting off with. I'm going to start off with Josh Jacobs, Raiders. He fantastic year last year, but this year the Raiders. They got worse. He had the contract issue when he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's on the franchise tag for the one year, $10 million. And, you know, I'm just not – simply it all comes down to Darren Waller's not there, so you lose one target. Um, I'm just not as high on the Raiders as – well, nobody's really high on the Raiders, but they got worse. So I really think that this team's just a recipe for disaster, and I think – in total, I think a lot of the guys are going to underperform this year. You know, Garoppolo's there, and Garoppolo, he's fine. He's not going to win you a championship. He's not going to He's not going to be terrible. He's just going to be average. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. But he goes to his Raiders team where it's honestly just a, a disaster right now, and they could probably this potential to blow up the entire thing midway through the season. Maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe Adams can find himself being traded for some draft capital. I'm really not sure. I doubt it, but I'm just not very high on Josh Jacobs, and it simply comes down to because I think the Raiders suck and are going to be among one of the worst teams in the league. And teams are going to know that, and teams are going to say, let's stop the run game, force him to pass, and if Devontae Adams beats us, so be it. Yeah, the good news is that Josh Jacobs is going to play for the Raiders this year. He's going to report to camp soon. Chris's dog is running down. Oh, my gosh. All right. Hello, Jasper. Everyone say hello to Jasper, Chris's dog. Um, what was I saying? Josh Jacobs. He's looking He's looking faster than Josh Jacobs, your dog. Right. Um, <laughs> you might have to step in. All right. Um, look, the good news is that he is going to play this year. But there is something to say about missing that camp time and just the attitude of being frustrated with your organization, not getting paid, maybe less motivation to you know go out there and give it your all for that team and... I think also with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, people might be saying, you know, now that Derek Carr's not there, they're not going to throw the ball as much, and maybe they're going to run it more because Jimmy G needs to rely on the run game. Yeah, that's partially true, but I think people also forget that. It's not it's not Kyle Shanahan as the coach. I mean, we all know why the 49ers ran it that much. is because Kyle Shanahan's a literal genius when it comes to the run game. You really think Josh McDaniels is going to draw something up where it's going to be perfect for Josh Jacobs? Probably not. Yes, Josh Jacobs had one of the best seasons of any running back last year. But I don't see it getting anywhere close to that this year. I, I have to agree with you, Chris. Honestly, we're all agreeing with each other on these picks right now. But um, that's just how it is. It's, you know, there's a lot of picks out there. A lot of running backs, which is why my three busts are all running backs as well. Let's start with the first one. Alexander Madison. This one might hurt some people. The Madison believers. Chris, I'm pretty sure you're also a Madison believer. I'm a huge Madison okay. believer. So this might be our first disagreements here, but he was uh, an honorable mention for me for a uh, for breakout slash boom whatever you want to say guy. But I just skipped over that part so we can move along. But I I love Madison this year without Dalvin. 
uh, without Dalvin Cook in the seven games. Um, I know two of them he had over 100 rushing yards, but I want to say there was a few when combined rushing and receiving over 100. I think he's had a touchdown in... I think he has five total touchdowns in that span. I think three receiving, two rushing. So what's their... I love Madison because he's always stepped up to the plate whenever Dalvin's been down and hurt, and now Dalvin's gone, so Madison's the guy there. Yeah, it's... I would say this is the least bust out of my bust picks. Like, he's not going to completely bust. Like, he's not just going to be shitty. But I just don't see the hype of him breaking out and being this, you know, this Dalvin Cook replacement. You can't replace a guy like Dalvin Cook. Yes, Alexander Madison looked decent, fantasy-wise, because they used him at the goal line a lot when he came in. I think it was more luck thing, because you look at the stats here, the last two seasons, he's averaged under four yards per carry, and the Vikings' offensive line isn't that great, and their defense is still not good either, and you know it's going to be the Vikings late in games, throwing the ball. Can Alexander Madison catch a few passes from the screens? Sure, but I think when it really comes down to it, Kirk Cousins is going to be looking for Justin Jefferson, to win the game. Alexander Madison is not going to be this huge game changer. He's not going to suck, but he's going to bust in the fact that people are picking him really high to be this great breakout guy, and I just don't see it. So that's just my opinion. Um, One of us are going to be right at the end of the year. We'll see. Or maybe he's just going to be straight up just mediocre. And That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say he sucks, but I think the fact that I'm picking him to be mediocre is a bust because everyone, I feel like a lot of people are hyping him up this year. So, All right, Chris, number two for you. All right. Eagle fans are not going to like this. Sam, I don't know if you, you have him as well, right? DeAndre Swift? yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can both talk about this. I'll I'll, I'll let you start. I mean, I could pick Rashad Penny, honestly, because for me, it's not even just DeAndre Swift. He's talented. Yeah. It's kind of been a weird situation throughout his career so far with the Lions that, you know, they kind of just let him go after just... uh, It's actually crazy. He's 24 years old. Yeah. In the time he was on the field, he was pretty good, but I just... I just don't see it for the Eagles. They really like their guys. And I don't mean Rashad Penny. I mean, they really like Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell, if you want a real sleeper, Chris, in fantasy, look out for Kenneth Gainwell because he might be the running back one on the Eagles uh, come a few weeks from now. I'm not even kidding. It's an interesting running back. And he catches the ball. I mean, I, I love the Eagles as a team this year, but you add DeAndre Swift, and yeah, that's a name that it's like, oh yeah, superstar DeAndre Swift, but... When you really dive into it, between injuries and the deep running back room and simply other targets around with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, is he really going to get the same workload? I mean, there's a reason the Lions said adios to him, and it's not, and part of that reason, production. I think a lot of people are excited about his pass-catching ability, but Jalen Hurst doesn't really throw it that much to the running backs. And Rashad Penny is also more of a two-down back, uh, you know, first and second down guy. I don't really know who's going to get the goal line carries. That's why I'm worried about Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and Jalen Hurts, to be honest. I mean, Jalen Hurts loves running it in, uh, you know, in the red zone for a touchdown. So it's been just kind of a weird situation for Swift his entire career. But it's going to be very frustrating for fantasy owners. I mean, especially when they get down to the goal line. Is it going to go to Smith? Is it going to go to Smith? not worth it. Is it going to go to Smith? Is it going to go to Brown? Are they going to do dual running back formations? And is it going to be Penny? Is it going to be Swift? Or is Hurts going to run it in? You really never know. There's so many bodies down there that 
it, it, every time they go down there, they can make it down there four times, and they can go to four different guys. And that would be so frustrating for fantasy owners, especially if one of your guys does not get it. I mean, talent is so important for fantasy, but not as important as volume. I mean, there's a reason why Najee Harris was still an RB2 at the end of the season, because he got a million fucking carries. Is he the most talented guy? I'm sorry, Chris. I don't think so. But he's a way better option than Swift this year. I mean, Swift has got the talent. Yes, he has the injuries, which definitely ticks him down a few notches. But he's just not going to get enough touches to be a guy that you want to draft. Look, if he falls to the ninth or 10th round, sure, take a flyer on him. Why not? But other than that, you you don't want to be picking him. In, in the defense of Najee... I'm putting a lot of this blame on Matt Canada and how shitty that offense is, but that's I I can literally rant about how much I hate Matt Canada for an hour, so I'm just gonna move on because it boils my blood how he is not fired. Okay, yeah, I know it sucks. It's a tough position to be in because of the Steelers. If Kenny Pickett plays well this year, they're not gonna fire Matt Canada, and that's gonna be tough because you still, no matter what, and should even, be firing him. And depending on how well he plays this year. There's still going to be... I'm still going to come on here and say he's holding him back. <laughs> he is. Exactly. All right. We'll, we'll get to all the team predictions. All right. Chris, I believe you only had two busts, so this will be the last one. I, uh, I actually picked the third. Okay. All right. So um, I'll pick my final one then. Last minute. Uh, do you want to go or... Uh, you, you can go, actually. All right. My final one... I think one, my, my last one's pretty bold. I'm going to the uh, wide receiver position from the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Recently right. signed there. You know, it's one of those things. He, he's older. Injuries become more of a factor. And partially it comes down to, is Tannehill going to be the guy later down the stretch? Or is this team going to crumble and they're going to throw in rookie Will Levis, uh, the mayo and coffee guy? You know, he got a lifetime uh, sponsorship by... Uh, oh, who, what, what's he, the Whatever company? it is, Chris, he better take that money because he's never going to do it in the NFL. So <laughs> he better enjoy it as it lasts. Because Hellman's. he just lost a second position to Malik Willis. Hellman's. Oh, yeah, Hellman's. Yeah, I know what that is. Obviously. Malik's the, the, the QB2. Yeah, he's QB2. He, Will Levis ha- didn't beat out Malik Willis, who was arguably one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life when he was on the field last Did year. Did I miss that? Yeah, probably, because it's the Titans. If the Titans didn't play for the first seven weeks of Red Zone, I wouldn't even notice. I'm sorry, <laughs> Titans fans. I mean, it's, it's sort of like... I'm a die-hard NFL fan. The Titans have absolutely frustrated me as a Chiefs fan, and I still wouldn't notice if they were there. I mean, it's sort of like uh, Darnold's the backup for Brock Purdy now. And they're going to look to trade Trey that. Lance. And nobody wants to give any dra- draft capital up for Trey Lance. Simply because, A, teams think he sucks. Or, B, you haven't seen enough of him play. Imagine Trey Lance got traded to the Titans. And it was him, Malik Willis, and Will Levis on the team. <laughs> oh, that would be tough. All right, Chris. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, talk about that, some Hopkins. You, you really don't know who the quarterback is going to be now that Malik could potentially come in for Tannehill if things go bad and they're like, you know what? We're gonna move this we're gonna move on from Tannehill after this year, last year of his contract, you know, you'll sit here, you'll mentor these guys, but we're gonna give a chance to our younger guys to play. If Malik Willis is the guy that they're gonna roll with, oh my gosh, Hopkins might be lucky to see two targets in a game because there was one game, I think it was against the Chiefs on Thursday night or so, so I forgot yeah. what game and Malik Willis threw, threw, Malik Willis threw the ball Three times total, I think. And I think two of them were dump-offs. Something absurd. The wide receivers were getting insane cardio out there. And they were just running wind sprints. It was it was madness. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen with the Titans. But 
spoiler to my record prediction, whatever happens with the Titans, they're somehow going to have a respectable record. Not going to be enough to make they're fun the of Steelers them for. the Steelers that no one talks about. <laughs> like Mike Vrabel, great coach. That, that, they always have a tough running game, tough that, defense. So true, so true. And they, they always just have... There was one of those teams that they'll like be in the hunt at some point, but... They're the Steelers without the branding of the Steelers. Nobody ever talks about them. Okay. Uh, I do actually disagree about the DeAndre Hopkins being a bust. I don't think he's going to be breakout, but I think with Tannehill there, he's going to get his targets. Like, it, there's going to be volume. I'm not going to say he's a 20-plus point guy, but he'll be fine. All right. Lastly, sorry, Bengals fans. I know you already hate me because I'm a Chiefs fan. No, it's not Jamar Chase. No, it's not Tegan's. But it is going to be Joe Mixon as my final pick. I thought you were going to go Joe Burrow for a second. No, 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 no. I, I, was, I didn't really find any quarterbacks I thought I was going to bust. But Joe Mixon, I'm sorry. Let's take a look. One second. Oh, I thought I had it pulled up. But I'm pretty sure I remember a stat that Joe Mixon would have been like the RB25 if it wasn't for that one game where he scored five touchdowns last season. The 50-point the, the fantasy yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure there was a stat that said he was just not very good last year without that game. And that game pretty much boosted him to the RB10. Yeah, here it is. Didn't he get one? Didn't he get hurt as well at some point? Missed some time? Uh, he missed two games. He only had one other game the entire season over 20 points. One game. This is a guy who is still not... He's still young. And he's on one of the best offenses in the NFL. It's called being a running back in the NFL. I know. I know Samaj P. Ryan. He he stepped in, and then uh, Chris Evans. The other. Yep. Yeah. Well, P. Ryan's on the Broncos, so that might help with his receiving abilities for Joe Mixon. But they just don't throw the running backs the ball ever on the Bengals. I mean, I talk to my dad about this all the time. He's always frustrated that they don't put a guy out on a screen every fucking play because it's it gives you easy five yards if you can't find anything else open, and they never do it. That's why Joe Mixon barely has any good receiving uh, stats. So. I don't know. I think Joe Mixon, he's had a weird year just personally for himself with all the offseason stuff, and I think he's just going to get lost in the mix a little bit with this Bengals offense. Do I think he's going to suck? No, but I think he's going to bust because right now he's going as a third or fourth round pick, which is something I'm not going to take the risk on. You know, I agree with all that. It's going to be an interesting fantasy season. I mean, you look at the likes of the top three wide receivers. You have uh, Justin Jefferson, he's going to go first overall. I'll say in 99.9% of leagues, and then following up Jamar Chase, and then you have Cooper Cup, who I I truly feel if Co- Cooper Cup two years ago wide receiver one that incredible season last year he was on pace again to be the the wide receiver one in fantasy, and then he had the hamstring injury. So if he could stay healthy this year, even though the Rams were awful last year, Cooper Cup there's. Nobody should be surprised if he is the wide receiver one again, and it, there's a chance it couldn't even be close. He could just run away with it again, and everyone's going to say, I had a cup fall to, say, the fifth or sixth spot. And if you're sitting in one of those spots and Cubs available on the board, you're taking him. You're not even thinking twice about the injury because you could make the argument. I know Jefferson, the season he had last year, you can make the argument and say, damn, Cooper Cup, he's still the best receiver in football. He was the guy in the red zone. He got, oh man, I, I nearly all the targets when they were down in the goal line. He's Stafford's guy, and I, I, I love him. And there's a real possibility, even though if I had the number one overall pick, I'm not taking Cup. No. I'm, I'm, you're, you're going Jefferson. But I'm saying if you're sitting there four, five, six, and Cup's still around, 
I'm probably taking him. He's 100% slow around. And uh, guess what? Someone at the 104 who knows guarantee that CMC is going to be there. I'm picking Bijan Robinson. So, everybody, please wish me luck this season because if you could tell, I'm desperate. Uh, I haven't won fantasy in 10 years that I've played. I haven't won once. I've played over 30 leagues in total. Have you really Still, not won once? Not once in 10 years. Uh, so, I've not won a single penny from fantasy football. If you could tell, CMC is probably the obvious pick. I picked him in both 2020 and 2021. Got injured both years. I'm scarred for life by CMC, so I'm going to go with the new guy. I don't care anymore. Uh, I probably should be picking Cupper Hill as well, but... I don't care what happens. Anyways, no, I'm kidding. I do care, but I am taking a big risk because I'm desperate. Anyways, there was one breakout guy who I did not pick on this list because I will talk about him next week. Hint, he plays in the NFC. That's the only hint I'm going to give people. You don't want to give away your guy. Definitely not because we're in the same league, Chris. And you pick, you can snipe the pick for me very easily. I get I'm not going to give you okay. any hints. No, 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 no. Don't no, guess anyone. Please don't guess anyone. Because uh, 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 I'm not good at lying. Please. I'm not going to guess anyone. Oh, no. But if I take this, I, th- I think I know who it is. No. I think I know who it I is. I shouldn't have said anything. He's, he, he's not a rookie, right? No. Okay, I think I know who it is. But if I take him, will, will you text me and yes. say that I took him? I will actually, I might actually cry. All right. If I guess the division, will you tell me? What are you doing, man? I'm looking at my record. I'm looking at the NFC teams. No, don't guess the division, please. Because that's going to make me so sad, and you're actually going to draft them. No, but you're going to know anyways now. Hmm. No. I should have said anything. I should have said AFC. I'm an idiot. NFC. There's a lot of guys in the NFC, Sam. have done this freaking episode. There's a lot of guys, but I just know you're thinking of the guy I'm thinking of. Stop. Don't. Don't. Please stop. Ah, please. Because then the whole world knows that I'm going to get my heart broken again. Please. I'm, you're going to force me to pick him too early. I mean... Don't say it. I know exactly who it is. It's wide receiver Greg Dortch. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that'll do it, guys. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, well, we're going to be releasing two episodes. Really quick. I just want to go back to uh, something last year about Greg Dortch. I was in Dynasty. Did a trade package. I forgot exactly who, who was in it, but I was trying to get Joe Burrow. And the, the reason that the trade didn't work was because I offered Greg Dorch just as, why the hell not, just include another player in yeah. there, Greg Dorch. And the guy I was trading to, he had no idea who Dorch was. And, and he told one of my friends, he goes, yeah, I would have accepted it, but I don't know who Greg Dorch was. So he did not accept it. All right, if you don't know who Greg Dorch is, then you probably shouldn't be an NFL fan, honestly. First ballot Hall of Famer. Who was that guy? Chad Chance. No, Chad Hansen. Remember Chad Hansen on the Texas back in 2020, and we were obsessed with him. Didn't he cast like a? I wanted a jersey. Touchdown? Yeah, I said if he had 100 yards the next week, I'd get his jersey. Okay, uh, Chris, if you don't say the person, because I'm not it'll saying just kill it, me but, inside, but are you gonna pick them? I mean, I don't know if we're thinking of the same person, but but are you gonna pick them? Just let me know already. I don't I, say it. I don't know because what happens if like? What do you mean you don't know? What happens if someone else snipes them before we want them? Or you want it's not going to happen. If. Because it always happens. If that person gets... you got to tell me when they get taken. All right, just tell me who you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, no. My life's about to end. Don't say it. Will you tell me? Yes. Is it Debo Samuel? No! Thank God! All right. All right, we're done. We're done. Close the laptop. All right. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we have two episodes coming out this week. This is going to be one of them. The next one is probably going to be coming out at the same exact time. It's all... 32 teams, NFL standings, predictions. We'll see you guys next week, I guess, or next episode, whatever order you're listening to this to. We'll, right. see, you, we'll see you at some point before the season starts. Okay, yeah, we'll <laughs> see you next year. All right.
Thank you for listening. Please follow us at the Inhalo Pod on Instagram. And once we get more social media, TikTok, all those accounts, we'll tell you those as well. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.